You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to No Agenda Friday. And uh, that is the new uh, recording to kick us off. I like it. I like it. A little bit of um, new music levels are exactly where I wanted it to be. And now we get into the show. There's going to be a little bit of a surprise today. There's a lot of uh, alpha that I kind of dropped yesterday, and I will continue to share that alpha with you. Uh, first of all, there is going to be a POAP today. I think I might have actually got the uh, time difference right. Uh, I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you what the secret word is. You're just going to have to be present in the audience to take advantage of it. And obviously, if you're listening on demand, maybe there's just a little bit of FOMO creeping in now that uh, that prompts you to want to come to one of these sessions. What am I going to do with all these POAPs? I'm not sure yet, uh, but it's going to be fun. Who knows? Being able to earn these POAPs and exchange them might get you a full pass to Alpha Collective. Uh, it might get you something else more experiential, like hanging out with me or going out to dinner at South by Southwest, NFT Miami, NFT uh, New York City, CES, South by Southwest Cannes, or just maybe 
you know, New York City. Just New York City. That's where I'm based or around the corner. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, there will be a five-minute minting window for those of you that are in the audience right now. I will reveal the secret code and I will v- reveal the window at some point between eight and nine. Um, so um, we're going to kick it up again. Now I'm going to see if I can launch and execute one of them every single morning. Uh, so that's cool. The second thing is made a couple of very big uh, changes and decisions yesterday on Alpha Collective. Uh, we've minted several more and we were sitting on uh, about, I think, 28 of our first customer passes. The way that we're looking at it is once those first customer passes are minted out, we're going to be focusing on fiat pricing only because we want to bring in the big brands. We want to bring in the next billion dollars into the space. We're also talking about now this um, dual uh, value proposition. It's the business of Web3 and the Web3 of business. So think about that for a second. It's the business of Web3 and the Web3 of business. Now, the way that I look at that, what does it mean? You know, what it really means um, is that there is, first of all, when we think about community capitalism, community capitalism is about a better way of doing business, right? That is uh, the Web3 of business. But the business of Web3 is absolutely this idea of POAPs and NFTs and and for the most part, this idea of uh, fractional ownership, uh, the technology plus business model. So I think it's a really cool way of being able to say, how do we use a Web3 ethos, a Web3 philosophy for us to do better business, but also how do we do better at Web3? Um, and, you know, it's almost like the one is the subject and the other is the object. And so what's really happening is with those first customer passes is yesterday I decided that I'm going to give the 52 of them to our 52 Alpha Talk speakers. And I'll tell you why. First of all, this Alpha, um, this first customer pass is valuable. It's going to be very valuable. Uh, yesterday, we uh, we shared the fact that the main financial, and I say it's a financial benefit, is that if you hold a first customer pass, you will be able to lock in pricing in perpetuity at one ETH or $2,500, whichever is lower. If ETH is $800, you get to renew at $800. Um, And what we're basically doing here is um, this is like a golden ticket because if you are renewing, if you are past 101 to 1,000, you will absolutely be renewing at a discount. And then as we fan out and fan out and fan out, where will the floor be? Who knows? If the floor is at 20 ETH, well, now you have a massive, massive uh, differential or arbitrage if you want to take advantage of it. It's important for people um, to gain and get gains. It's important. This is an important part of Web3. It's important to recognize and understand that, that, that what makes Web3 fractional ownership, shared ownership, shared rewards is the secondary market, is uh, royalties. It's it's critical. And so rather than ignore it or, or uh, pass it over because normies might not understand because executives might not be able to figure out how to deal with that within procurement or within governance, we can't, you know, there is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. 
So you can ignore it and not take advantage of it, but it doesn't mean it's not there. And it doesn't mean it's not important. And it doesn't mean it's not powerful. And so we will give these 52 passes to our speakers because they're influencers. We want them to be a part of this community. We need them to be as well. Buying into Alpha Collective is specifically about being able to get access to myself as a thought leader, as the host, as the founder, you know, as a VIT, a visionary in training, because I, I will never call myself that. I will only call myself a VIT. And, um, but also 52 Alpha Talk speakers and another 999 like-minded members, just like you, paying members. Um, so we have about 20 left, 20 that can be purchased at one ETH. Um, and, and that is significant in of itself. ETH is rising. It's about $1,400. So it can be purchased at a discount. And so we kind of released that yesterday and we'll be really kind of pushing that and, um, and going to market with it. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about all these new things that I've been able to do this week. This week we launched the Collective Cafe To Go, the podcast. Uh, it's amazing to know that today is our fifth episode. We are producing content and we're not losing the content. We are now sharing the content. We are uh, we will be discovered through the content. This is some. This is what I love about innovation. Something that didn't exist last week. What didn't exist last week was the you know being able to um, send our uh, first customer passes to our um, Alpha Talk speakers to be able to share the pricing to launch the Collective Cafe to go um, to uh, launch Poaps. All of these things are new. And, and, I, and I think one of the things that I want you to take away is, <clears throat> what did you do that was new this week? What did you do that you've never done before? What did, how did you fail? I mean, I failed when I did, my, I did a webinar. Actually, that's also new for me this week. I did a webinar using Streamio that I'd never used before. Uh, it could have gone horribly wrong. Actually, something did go wrong, which is the POEP didn't work. And so I, you know, I had to deal with that. And so I, I, I get invigorated. I get absolutely invigorated um, when, when I have all this newness in me and, and with me. Um, and uh, so we'll do that again today and maybe every single day um, as well. So there will be more to come. But look, it's No Agenda Friday. So um, come on up uh, and, uh, and tell me, uh, tell me what you want to talk about. I, there, uh, there are two things that I guess I want to talk about. The first, and I just put it in the cafe chat, was something I saw on LinkedIn today. And uh, obviously, if you're listening on demand, um, you'll want to go to the, <coughs> to the cafe chat um, back channel and see this amazing chart that really, um, and, and I'll walk you through it. By the way, I just remembered something else that's pretty significant uh, this week, which was, uh, which was my Jaffe coin. Uh, so the Jaffe coin relaunched, and uh, I've begun the process of emailing all of my holders that sent me their old Jaffe coin. I'm now giving them 10 to 1. So for every Jaff, old Jaffe coin they held, they now have 10 Jaffe coins. Uh, the price of a Jaffe coin is about 13.6 cents. And so when you kind of do the math, there's uh, essentially, you know, what you had, your one Jaffe coin, which is now 10 is about $1.40 in terms of value. But, you know, what I have learned sometimes the hard way 
is that the value of the coin is not necessarily the actual, or the price of the coin is not necessarily the value of the coin, both based on the utility, but also based on available liquidity. The beautiful thing about our liquidity pool is that everyone that came across came across for a reason. They came across because they support me, they support us, they support the community, they support what we're building, they support the Jaffe economy, the Jaffe ecosystem, and we all get to build together and hopefully benefit together as well. So I hope for and I expect less flippers and whales and and all of the kind of day trading, the, the underbelly, the seedy underbelly of tokenization of creators and creator coins. But yeah, so I've begun the process of, uh, of starting to send Jaffe coin. And over time, we're going to roll out a store where people will be able to buy good services, experiences, redeem exchange, their Jaffe coin um, for merch. They're going to be POAPs. It's going to be very interesting. And, and really, you know, one thing that I've learned throughout this whole process is the, for me, for me, the coin is not a way that I make money. I make money if I make money, which would be great. Um, through the ability to demonstrate leadership, to lead by example, to grow my show, to grow the Collective Cafe, to grow the Collective Cafe to go, to grow uh, Alpha Collective, to keep building and monetizing uh, audience engagement, uh, content, uh, access, etc., etc. So forgot about that too. So if you go and look at this chart, um, what this chart basically does is it starts off with a with a with a circle with essentially an, uh, a circle with a black line around it. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it was a circle. And and there's just white inside the circle. There's white outside the circle. So imagine a circle with just a black line, just an outline as well. And it says, imagine a circle that contains all of human knowledge. Now, in the middle of the circle is a small. The next chart or the next image is a small little blue. Uh, you know, circle. So, so a filled in blue circle. And it says, by the time you finish elementary school, you know a little. And then there's a green ring around that. It says, by the time you finish high school, you know a bit more. And then there's a red ring around that with a little kind of node, almost like looks like a little kind of like switch or node. And it says, with a bachelor's degree, you gain a speciality. Uh, then the next one is a master's degree deepens that speciality. So now it's almost like Pinocchio's nose, basically. Imagine, or, or like a frying pan, right? You've got the circle within a circle within a circle, and now you've got like what looks like a, a handle. Um, reading research papers takes you to the edge of human knowledge. And what happens is that kind of, that handle reaches all the way out and touches the end of the circle. Once you're at the boundary, you focus. There's a little square. You push at the boundary for a few years. You see a little bit of pressure on the circle. We're zooming in now on the outline of the circle until one day the boundary gives way. Now that that handle is a little, a little bit outside the edge, the rim, the outline of the circle, and that dent you've made is called a PhD. Of course, the world looks different to you now. So don't forget the bigger picture. Now what you realize is you're on the outside and suddenly the circle that bounded you uh, is now now suddenly the space, the white space, the world has just expanded, that your whole perspective has expanded. I just love this idea. I love this idea of, of, of uh, expanding your boundaries, expanding your knowledge, expanding your perspective and realizing sometimes how insular we can be. I guess... On one level, you could also say that sometimes being part of the same community can be very insular too. If we only surround ourselves with people that are like us, 
if we don't have a difference of opinion, if we don't have someone pushing back, if we don't challenge ourselves to embrace other perspectives or find the good in everything, find the truth in everything, find the merit in everything, because there always is merit in everything and anything. If we don't do that, then we become very insular. We become navel gazers. We lose perspective. We will never break out of that circle. In fact, you know, yesterday we had an amazing conversation, thanks to Bez, um, who led that, about the specialist generalist, or was it the generalist specialist? Really loved that whole conversation. And I actually think the uh, AI did a pretty good job uh, of our summary. Um, I'm just fascinated uh, by the role that AI can play in terms of just helping us. Um, and by the way, this whole post, this whole circle, this whole image that I actually um, just shared with you was in a post about AI. And in many respects, you know, until this is what the human brings to the table, our thirst not just for knowledge, but for new knowledge, not just being able to better synthesize what we know and the perspective and the rubric and the framework, but to actually create something new, to actually go out, to break out of the box, not just to think outside the box, but to act outside the box. This is where AI can maybe help us to a degree, but arguably, and I say arguably, um, it is the humanity, it is our ability to think differently and laterally uh, and not artificially that actually gets us and takes us to the next level. So uh, let me read to you the, um, I should probably just post, uh, just post it in the back chat. Uh, this I, I with with, uh, with disclosure, I made one or two tiny little edits, um, and and I'll tell you what they were. So um, the first thing was, how can such a hiring process possibly work? It goes against everything corporate recruiters know. Seven fourteen. Then I won't tell you the timestamp. Super bosses make their own rules. Uh, the next one was super bosses don't want just a candidate who has the skills they want to enable them to reach new heights. They want someone who has. Um, and I, I guess I cut that off. The next is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's that's all AI, that one. I think I may have edited the one before. Uh, how supervisors often look for specialists who can only do one thing they want. What are your thoughts about how super bosses hire differently? Rolf Lauren, Rolf Lauren, contribution to American culture, the concept of the specialized generalist. That was all AI, that one. Uh, being a super boss doesn't mean it's a walk. Uh, is all this hard-changing, whip-cracking perfectionism ultimately counterproductive and in the business model of, of having a creator coin? That all just came out of AI, uh, most of it for the most part. And, uh, you know, I love it. Like, that's what AI did. AI helped us summarize, but AI didn't create the content, didn't create the agenda. Uh, I don't know that AI does ADHD very well. I don't know that AI... Um, can think as scatteredly and 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 jumbled as maybe I think or we think together, um, and already today we've jumped around uh, again and again and again. So you know, just a couple of 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 thoughts um, about you know getting us kicked off. Um, I would love to know what you are thinking about um, or what you want to discuss on No Agenda. Friday. I'm sure you're also wondering uh, when the POAP is going to be. Uh, I don't even remember. I'm just kidding. I do remember. No, I mean, I don't remember, but uh, I can. I just checked. 
It will be at 1.45 p.m., oh, PM, which is UTC time. I got it right. Uh, I was like, oh, my goodness, I am messed it up uh, again. Uh, no, it is 1.45 UTC, which means it's 8.45 a.m. if I got that right. So 8.45 a.m. to 8.50 a.m. will be the minting window, um, and I will tell you the code as we get close. You might have to remind me um, as well. So just a little bit of fun uh, today. Uh, uh, Bear says, I'm getting ready, however, listening. So the, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is, um, you know, I, I would almost put it under the, the, uh, the banner of if you can't beat them, join them. So, you know, some mutual acquaintances of ours, of some of the people that are in the room, uh, meet every morning and, uh, in, and, and they basically engage, uh, and I think maybe, maybe someone here does this as well, and they engage in what I would call a coordinated, um, uh, we could call it spamming if we wanted to be snarky or critical about it, or we could call it coordinated uh, messaging. And so what I thought I would do today is also bring up the point and discuss the merits and the demerits um, of being able to move as a group, move as a mob, uh, move as a herd, and, and be able to go out and make a splash and get the attention of people. Now, before we talk about the types of people that they might gain the attention of, let's talk about the problem being solved, because there has to always be a problem being solved. Well, there's a huge problem, actually. And the problem is that there is so much noise out there. Now, of course, what we don't want to do is add to the noise. We never want to add to the noise. Uh, Good morning, Mr. Tim Lynch. Uh, Make sure that all of you today have downloaded an app called poap.xyz because there will be a poap today that will basically indicate uh, that you were here today. No one will ever be able to emulate or steal or take away or profess that they were here at this particular No Agenda Friday. And uh, at you know, over time, if you've collected 10 of these POAPs or 20 of these POAPs, or maybe even just knowing that you have this POAP, um, there will be something, a benefit, a surprise, or a delight. Remember, that's the beauty of it as well. No one has really done that yet. But the point is, I might just say anyone who has the POAP from Friday, January 13th, and you're at South by Southwest, I'll take you out to dinner. Now, at the moment, obviously, I know exactly who's in the room. It's small and it's intimate. But can you imagine if there were 1,000 people here today? Or can you imagine if there were 50 people here? And I was just able to share that. Uh, not all of the 50 people would be in South by Southwest, right? Or... Maybe in New York City in a, on a given evening. Um, and it's possible that all of them were or are. It's possible that I could end up taking 50 people out to dinner. Uh, but it's also possible I could take no one out to dinner or two people show up and they get the most amazing surprise. So I, I'm jumping around. I'll get back to the whole problem being solved. But, you know, I think the art, and uh, let's see if AI picks this up. Uh, And that also is interesting because that was a little prompt to see uh, if that works, if I'm actually able to say, let's see if otter.ai's beta uh, show notes tool picks up this point because this is a really important point today in No Agenda Friday. The mix 
or being successful in this world involves a mixture of being predictable and unpredictable. Let me repeat that again. The ability to be successful in today's world comes from a combination or a mix of being predictable and unpredictable. So in this particular case, the predictability is knowing now that you come every day and you get a POAP. And in fact, if there isn't a POAP, you, you, you get disappointed because that becomes part of the value proposition. It, isn't, it wasn't until yesterday because we never did it, but now it is. Uh, one time does not make, does not a you know, habit make or form. But if now this becomes standard and a part of the morning, your morning ritual, you would be disappointed if you didn't get the POAP. But on the flip side, now you expect the POAP. So is, it, is, it, is there a surprise or a delight? How do you now kind of build on top of that or leverage on top of that? Well, you do that through the unpredictability. For example, giving away two POAPs or giving away a golden ticket or telling people today is going to be a special day. I didn't tell you about it yesterday. I mean, that's old marketing. Old marketing says, hey, you better come tomorrow because there's going to be something special. But when you actually show up and get that something special, well, that's pretty cool. Even better, if you don't actually realize on the day and in the moment that something special was happening, but you only find out about it after the fact. So it's a mixture of being predictable, which is consistency. It is the foundation, the backbone of brand building, building brands, and unpredictability. The predictability is the AI. The unpredictability is the human, is the humanity component. So let's go back to this idea of what's the problem. The problem right now is there's too much noise. There's not enough signal. The problem is that we view people still based on flawed metrics, on Web2 metrics. We look at people based on their fans, their friends, their follow account to determine if they're important, if they're influential. If, we are, if we're a little bit less lazy, we actually look at something called engagement and we realize, wait a second, there are some people that have large followings but small engagement. I have a large following on Twitter but I have small engagement. Why? Well, there are two scenarios. One is people bought their followers, and that happens all the time. I've never bought even one Twitter follower, but I'm an OG on Twitter. I've been around since maybe the very first few months of Twitter, the first year of Twitter for sure. And so many of the people that followed me then, that's when I had my Twitter juice, are either no longer on Twitter or it's very possible that, that in, I've actually done the math, about 12 or 13% of my Twitter followers are would, would be what would be considered to be bots insofar that, you know, and I've looked at Elon Musk's, which is much higher. Um, I've looked at my friend Brian Fanzo's, his is about the same, 11, 12%. That's pretty standard um, in terms of just uh, the mix between human and bot accounts. But the people that were once engaged on Twitter um, in 2007 are no longer engaged now. Now, in many respects, Twitter has become NFT Twitter and Web3 Twitter and Bro Twitter. So it's a different mix. And so I don't have the engagement. Do I have the content? Of course I have the content. I mean, I've written five books, writing a sixth book. I'm a thought leader. 
Um, I've proven my ability. Um, I teach at NYU. My credentials are my credentials. But I can say something and not get noticed. And, and it, quite frankly, a 22-year-old bro can say something you know, asinine or banal and get hundreds or thousands of views and, and likes and tweets. So that's the problem. The problem is how do you break through the clutter? So maybe the solution is a coordinated push. Because if it's true that we look at a tweet and we see no engagement or we look at a tweet and we see 4,500 views and 20 retweets and 50 likes you know, and 100 comments, this is the Matthews effect. This is how success begets success. And so what happens is it starts to get the attention of others. And so others jump on the bandwagon. Now, of course, the flaw in all of this is that it is uh, a bit of smoke and mirrors. It is misdirection. It isn't real. This isn't organic. But then again, you know, let's get off our high horse and say, well, paid is not organic. So if we're paying to play in the form of paid search or paid advertising, as opposed to just hoping to be discovered, or going back to Facebook's days, we created all these Facebook groups for brands, and then Facebook said, you've got to pay to play. We're going to turn off the tap. You have to now promote in order to get discovered. So if you can't beat them, join them. Doesn't it make sense to be able to then get together and coordinate? There are many Twitter groups that do that, where someone will say, here's my tweet, and then 10 or 15 or 20 or 50 people will all go and retweet that tweet. That's been going on for years. There's merit to that as well, especially if it's a group of like-minded people, especially if the tweets themselves have content in them. So it also depends on your goal, right? If your goal is just to get followers, if your goal is to game the system, I think that's very different than being able to say, I've got something compelling that I want to share. How do I share it? How do I get discovered? How do I amplify my message to a broader group? Well, again, you can pay. Nobody seems to have a problem with paying to play. So why wouldn't you be able to game the system as well? Nothing's illegal. Uh, it's just a coordinated uh, push or messaging. It is a flash mob for messaging. So I don't know that I don't know that I have a problem with that, to be honest. I don't know that, that there's anything wrong with that. What I do think, though, is, is a couple of thoughts. One is I always worry about burnout. How long can you keep it up? How long can you sustain that level? Two, what's it doing to your personal brand? And I think an important question to always ask is whose brand are you building? Because if you're not building your brand, you're building somebody else's brand. Now, let's go back to Google for a second. Google is what I would call a leech brand, a parasite brand. Because Google, get, Google grows and Google gets better and bigger at the expense of all of its advertisers, of us. And I explained to you what I mean. I don't even mean it in a bad way. But it is kind of like a leech. It's like a bloodsucker. It's getting, it's getting bigger and fatter at the expense of all the blood of everyone that, that it's, you know, that it, that it sucks. And I know this sounds very graphic. What I mean by that is every single day when you go to google.com, there is only one image on google.com, and that is Google's 
logo. There is only one graphical element, and that is Google's logo. So every single day that everybody goes to search, they are giving Google a free impression. All the brands that are paying to play are giving Google free impressions. Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, you know, it is just a different go-to-market strategy. So it's something to always think about, which is if you're not building your brand, then you're building someone else's. Now, if the someone else's brand that you are building is actually also something you're connected with or connected to like a community, there's nothing wrong with that. What, what I do have, uh, what I would point out, and I'm you know, trying to argue both sides here, is if it comes at the expense of your brand, if your brand is being harmed in the process, if by all the tweets and the retweets and, and the coordinated messaging, people are unsubscribing from you, people no longer are connected to you, your content your specificity, well, then that's a problem. Then that becomes cannibalistic. So that really would be the only challenge that I would have within this ecosystem if I was uh, evaluating it. Also, the people that, that fall prey, and, and maybe that's a bit of a loaded word, but the people that actually respond to it, it's almost like, hey, you get what you deserve, if they're lazy enough or, or, or gullible enough, so gullible is, is, and I'm still kind of like, I, I get the fact that I'm arguing uh, one side versus the other, so I'm going to try and be as balanced as I can. But, but people are either gullible because they see this and they're like, wow, this must be compelling. This must be um, something that's interesting. And they could fall for it or, you know, you get what you deserve in terms of, or in terms of being able to say, I evaluated something just based on quant, not quo, on popularity. Now, I'll give you the flip side. If that's, if that's what it takes to be discovered, again, why is that a bad thing? Why is that a bad thing? Christopher, I'm going to give you the floor at the moment because I know you have a point of view on this. I think I've argued both sides. But, I mean, Collective Cafe should be discovered. Collective Cafe to go should be discovered. Alpha Collective should be discovered. Joseph Jaffe is not famous, should be discovered. For all those reasons, should, should I be resorting or should I invest in coordinated messaging slash spamming slash incentivization? I could very, very easily um, give you all Jaffe coin today. Maybe I will. To go ahead and, and share the room or share the channel or recommend this as well. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong at all with being able um, to incentivize someone to share. Um, I'm actually a big believer that if people go ahead and promote you organically and share you and recommend you, that, well, first of all, at a minimum, you should say thank you. But why wouldn't you actually thank them in not just with, a, with, a, you know, with words, but actually by doing something tangible for them. Today, I'll give you a POAP. That's something small. I didn't ask you to do anything. In fact, I'm thanking you by giving you a POAP for just showing up, not even for coming on stage, which Christopher just did, not even for sharing this room or recommending um, Collective Cafe. So let me pause there. 
Um, you know, I think I've argued both sides, but I would love pushback. I would love builds. You know, I would love, um, you know, points or counterpoints or maybe even a counterpoint to my counterpoint. Uh, Christopher, what do you say? Do you like the topic? I do like the topic. And I just want to do a mic check. Is, is my audio coming through? Loud and clear. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it, it is interesting. So, uh, you know, um, Gary Henderson and the giraffe, you know, he has created a segment of his Discord called The War Room. And I think his intention is to go out and drive energy. And, you know, it's interesting because the energy is different. There's, you know, there's a lot of shifts, right? Um, and I think he's saying, look, here's the direction the community needs to go in. And it's created a bit of a, a shift or a split, you know, because there's some people that are like, hey, I don't like the way this feels. And there's other people that are, you know, kind of into it. Uh, I am into it from the perspective of, you know, uh, I hold a digital asset. And, you know, I'm trying to learn within the Web3 space what works, right? And there's a whole subset of this degen culture that I'm not a part of, but I'm becoming adjacent to based on these moves. So I think the positive is it's a learning experience and you're moving in a direction. I think one of the early cons is you have no idea if you really want to move in that direction, right? Like I have a brand, um, but it's mainly a LinkedIn brand because I'm a recruiter. I won't change my LinkedIn profile uh, to a giraffe, and that's not even, um, you know, a personal statement uh, or, you know, me advocating for, you know, um, NFT culture. It's basically, you know, my company uh, pays for uh, LinkedIn recruiter <laughs> access, and, you know, they want me to be a recruiter. They don't want me to be, um, you know, a PFP. Even though, you know, and they understand crypto a little bit, but not a lot. So I think we're in a very interesting space. And it's, it's a question of, you know, what do you feel comfortable with? And, and um, you know, I'll use this. Uh, I know you've got a Peloton, Jaffe. Like, literally, it feels like you're in a Peloton session. Like, it feels like, you know, you've got an hour and it's like, we've got to hit this up and we've got to do that and we've got to do that. So it's interesting. But you have to have the energy for it. Like, this morning, I didn't have the energy for it. So I didn't join the War Room session. But I know where to find all the tweets, right? They hit my feed and I can go back and I can engage. Uh, and for me, you know, again, I don't have a brand at stake. So it's really about learning. And I think some of the things I heard you talk about, Jaffe, is, you know, everybody has that same need, right? So this, what is the problem you're trying to solve? And the problem is audience and engagement, right? Like, how do you grow to your audience? How do you get engagement? And to that point, I was excited to hear about the changes that you want to make in Alpha Collective. And I think it's great that all of the Alpha Collective speakers that you're handpicking will get a, um, you know, the NFT. What I would, um, you know, if you haven't, you know, it, it may be something you're already doing, but what I would say is not to make it conditional, but I think it's almost like you set those expectations. It's like, hey, you know, love you to be part of the community. Here's what it means to be part of the community. So if you take this NFT and you don't understand what an NFT is, you know, it's not going to give you as much value as if you hold it. And my son is with me. So I'll leave the thought there to see if any of that landed. And then uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and buddy. I, and and I, I like, you know, I like the perspective as well. You're also looking, you know, you're, you're not only looking at the problem being solved, but you're also looking at, um, at the audience um, and two different audiences, right? The, it's the audience that are partaking participating and then the audience that are receiving so there's a sender and a receiver and in many respects it is gamification right it is gaming the system um and it's and it's 
legit gaming the system because the system itself is gamed, <laughs> is gameable, right? Sometimes you have to like realize that when we are playing by, you know, you can you can sit on your high horse and you can kind of say, well, you know, I, I, I won't play there. You know, I'm, I'm better than that. Uh, but that's also like a superiority complex, which is to be able to, you know, to, to, you know, separate yourself and say, I'm not going to lower myself to their level. But the system itself is so flawed. And, and like, as I said, if you can't beat them, join them. Um, I feel, you know, for me, what's interesting is, as I said, you know, um, like stake one in the ground is um, personal brand suffers. Uh, stake two in the ground is burnout. How long can you keep this up and can you sustain it? And I think, I think, you know, the answer to the second part is is very simple. The second part will be, well, as long as it works and as long as it continues to work, people will continue to do it. If people continue to grow audience and grow engagement on their personal Twitter, well, that's one goal. And the second goal becomes shining a light on the community and growing this digital asset, which you very eloquently, you know, articulated, which is the price of this NFT. So there is a problem being solved. I mean, strategically, there should be a problem being solved. The solution itself and the tactics associated with the solution are mapped to KPIs, those KPIs being growth of audience and uh, growth of the floor or rising of the floor. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And and you know what? And it does leverage, it leverages uh, a giant floor, right? The floor is... We don't drill deeper. Now, this is a human condition comment. We don't necessarily go deeper. We look at the, the, the container, right? Beauty is, they say beauty is skin deep, right? We look at, at the outside, but we don't go inside. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we're not allowed to, but sometimes we just don't have the discipline or even you know, the, uh, the insight or, or the wisdom to go deeper. So when we see a tweet that's got 100 this and 25K that and 33,000 this. We're not going down and looking and being able to, you know, we're not going into the smart contracts for the most part. Some do. Some will go deep, 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 deep. And, and, and maybe too deep. Maybe sometimes it's analysis paralysis, right? You know, have you ever looked at the, um, you look at like a microscope and it focuses on like a finger and then the fingernail and then it goes like in and you like see all these like, it looks like, I don't know, like like worms and atoms. You know, like you just go deep, deep. At some point, it's kind of fascinating, but but there's no more perspective. It's like, well, this is just cool to like be magnified at a million X. But what am I even seeing? And how does this even benefit, you know, benefit me? I guess what I'm saying is in that regard and in this regard, you know, it's like we don't go and look at uh, and realize if the tweet itself is, is I'm going to call it legit, you know, that we just said, this is a popular tweet. This is a popular person. This seems to be something that, that you know, like that, that has merit, that has gravitas, that has value, that has influence. Um, and if that is the case, you know, on one hand, shame on us because we didn't do our own research. We didn't do our due diligence. But on the other hand, you know, this is, this is the smoke and mirrors. This is, by the way, it is 843 your code today is 11323, which is the date today, 11323. 
1323 will be your POAP secret word code. And at 8.45 a.m., if this works, if this works, it will actually be the first time legit that this is working for me. Uh, you go into poep.xyz, you click on Mint, you click on Secret Word, and you type in 11323. And then what will ensue is the most irritating uh, but also exhilarating puzzle uh, where you have to like count all the way up to 1,000 for the most part um, in order. Uh, the way that I've figured out how to do this and beat the timer of two minutes um, is that like just if you click on the wrong number of this, like these bubbles, it doesn't gong you out. It's not like you have three strikes or anything. So at some point I start panicking and I just basically start like like clicking on everything uh, even when I'm wrong. So in, uh, in, in if all things go well in about one minute, um, this POAP will be uh, delivered and everyone here today will take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm really hoping that I did it right. And if so... Um, you know, I'm going to, yep, it's 8.45. Should we see if it works? It works, it works, it works. I'm going to start doing it myself. So I'm just like basically typing everything right now. Let's see who finishes it first. But like literally I'm cheating by, not cheating, but I'm just typing everything. I'm on 260. I'm sure people that are listening right now on podcasts are like, what is going on? But I need to show up for 16, for 24, for 19. Uh, let me just see how quickly it takes me to do. And I thought maybe I'd be able to, um, I thought maybe I'd be able to like talk to you while I'm doing it, which I'm trying to do, but not very well. Um, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of people uh, have pushed back, especially on uh, Ryan Carson's Daily Dose, um, simply because um, there are people that are dyslexic and it's, it's just very, very stressful. Um, the first time I actually did it, um, I, I, I did very, very poorly. I think I'm going to hit it at, yeah, it took me one, it took me one minute to do it. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's minting right now. My own one is minting and you will see it is, uh, it is a mug, um, that says collective cafe and yay, I'm taking a screenshot of it. And, uh, it says no agenda Friday with today's date. Uh, please tell me if you were able, uh, to mint, uh, I'm going to actually go ahead and post it into the Discord. Uh, Joseph, uh, share in. Did you know that you can actually post into a Discord, which is very, very, very cool? Um, but uh, I'm still not sure exactly. I think the best way to do it is you've got to like, wherever you were, oh, yeah, yeah. So so there's a very, very nice way to do this with Discord. You go into your Discord server on your mobile phone and you actually go into um, the actual uh, channel and now you can actually like click on share. I'm going to go to share in Discord. Automatically, it's in the cafe chat, and I just hit post. Um, so you should see uh, my uh, POAP in the cafe chat. There it is. Beautiful. That worked like an absolute charm. For those of you that are still working on it, you've got three minutes. Uh, you will make it. You will make it uh, as well. It's, it's very stressful, isn't it? Um, uh, Tim said, okay, fingers at the read ready and you trust that we can count to a thousand. Well, I don't, uh, I didn't, I was just clicking on everything as well. Um, so a little bit of fun, um, today, you know, what's great about it is no one in the entire world will be able to say that they were here on this day, in this place, at this time, in this moment. There are only, the only people are you, the people that are listening can't say that. 
eventually we'll figure out a solution for people that are listening too to get a different type of POAP. But the live POAP, the POAP that people that said we were there, whether it was physical, whether it was digital, whether it was virtual, I think that's special. Very, very, very special. So all things being equal, we'll do a few more of these POAPs uh, next week as well. Omar, you can still get the POAP, my friend. Uh, you've got time. There's a POAP today. The code is 11323, 113223, 11323. If you go to poap.xyz, if you've downloaded it already, I know there's a lot of pressure. If you go to poap.xyz and you put in that secret word, you've got about two minutes left to get the POAP from being here today. A little bit of alpha today is that we are going to be doing a POAP every single, as many days as I can actually figure this out, um, and eventually collecting these POAPs from being here in the Collective Cafe. Uh, well, who knows? There will be some predictable and some unpredictable uh, rewards and priceless experiences, access, me buying you dinner, maybe even me flying to wherever you are in the world and taking you out to dinner. Um, we're going to see as this grows together, we will grow the initiative and the budget associated with the surprise and delight. So there's about one minute left, um, and um, I hope you all ended up getting the poet from being here uh, today. I'm going to play around. I'm going to change the times. It's not always going to be at 8.45 or, or 8.50 or 8.55, uh, for the most part, uh, I'm not going to be too devious about it. So, you know, uh, it's it's less likely that I would do it at 8.05 or 8.10. Uh, it is more likely that I'll do it towards the end um, as well. But at the same time, I will mix it up and change it around because not everybody, first of all, I don't want to have to like uh, coerce or pressurize you to being here the whole time. Um, the gamification aspect of it is the fact that, you know, Eventually, imagine, remember, when you build something, you have to build it to scale. You have to build it for scale. So you have to build it for scale as opposed to to scale, right? When you build, you have to build something for scale. And what that means is how is it going to work when there are 100 people, when there are 1,000 people, when there are 10,000 people? You have to think about that. So, you know, the, the gamification aspect says a couple things. One is there are some people that actually can only show up between 8 and 8.15 and then they get on the train or, you know, that's when their meeting starts. Some people might only be able to come in the middle. Uh, some people might, might actually only be able to jump in at 8.45. So you have to kind of mix it up and mix it around in many, in many respects. Remember, the, the, the key takeaway uh, today um, is oh, that's amazing. Omar literally showed up today in the middle of the POAP, in the middle, and he still was able um, to get there. Bez did it as well. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and you see, this is the point. Omar didn't know there was going to be a POAP today. He just showed up because this is when he showed up to the Collective Cafe. So he got a double bonus. His bonus was, I came and you know, and and you know, and I I didn't know it was going to be there, and and I was still able to take advantage of it. So I love that, right? Predictability and unpredictability. Now, if you all come in on Monday and there's no POAP, some of you might be disappointed. Um, more importantly, people might be listening on demand and then come in expecting the POAP. So I think I think the the 
take away of predictability and unpredictability. That's one. But remember, consistency is important. In marketing, in business, in relationship building, it is, you know, we cl- we classically talk about what we don't want to do is over-promise and under-deliver. Many NFT projects and communities have done that. What we'd like to do is under-promise and over-deliver. The problem I have with under-promising and over-delivering is especially when you're holding back intentionally because for me, that's a little bit of an integrity issue. I feel like Apple, it, Apple is the, the, uh, the classic, they are the kings and queens of under-promising and over-delivering. And what I mean by that, but, but in, a, in a deliberate, um, um, premeditated way, in a Machiavellian way, and what I mean by that is the first iPhone, the second iPhone, the third iPhone, you know, if you believe for one second that they didn't imagine that there would be there should be a camera on the front and the back. If you think for one second that they didn't realize that there was going to need to be video as well instead of photos. I mean, it's all there in the pipeline. But my belief is, I could be wrong, but I'm probably not, that they choose very deliberately about what they roll out and how they roll it out. If they update every if they don't come out with an iphone 14 iphone 15 iphone 16 16s whatever if they're not innovating quickly enough and and predictably enough and consistently enough then then they're not selling they're not getting people to flip their phones uh, as opposed to a flip phone they're not getting people to say i gotta get the latest one i need the new megapixel etc so i believe that they deliberately hold back so that they can space out and time and sequence out their their products their functionality uh, it again there's nothing illegitimate about it you can you can argue about integrity but you know it's it's an opinion it's not a fact okay so that's so for me i'm a bigger i think just promise and deliver or promise deliver and then over deliver but if you just do what you say you're going to do if you do what you say and say what you do, and then add more, to me, that's a better formula. And I think even when we go back to the whole NFT you know, landscape, we got very, very confused. We lost our way. We created roadmaps of over-promise, and then we horribly, horribly under-delivered. The great projects out there are over-delivering, are under-promising and over-delivering. I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club is that example. They didn't begin with any promises. And now everything is just bonus, 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 bonus. But that is the exception, not the norm. So my goal, you know, certainly with Alpha Collective, with Collective Cafe, is, is to build in real time, but always make sure that at its basic and at its core, there is a promise and a delivery of that promise. And then we can add. You'll notice that I didn't tell you exactly today what the POAPs would bring or yield or deliver. I said what they might. There are two reasons. One is I actually don't know. I haven't thought about it. There's no plan. There's no piece of paper. There's a vision. There's an idea. You know, as a marketer, as a multiple book author, you know, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. For example, I don't think anyone, you know, has thought about being able to be able to say, hey, remember that POAP from 
March 14th, 2023. Well, that POAP now has just become a super POAP or a golden ticket, and here's why. So, or a randomization. Maybe we take all the POAPs and we put them on the wheel of names and we spin, and one just becomes a super POAP. What that does is it finds a beautiful mix between predictability and unpredictability. That actually said, you know what, arriving and showing up and making that rote and making that the consistency part of it, that was just step one. But step two was knowing that on any given day, magic can happen. That's how life should be, right? Because if every day we attend the Collective Cafe, and if every day we get a POAP, then it becomes routine. And with routine and rote, Christopher comes back to the idea, the war room idea is if you don't mix it up enough, and if you don't keep mixing it up, and if you don't add variety and spice, and figure out out the good balance between predictability and unpredictability, what happens? It becomes white noise. It becomes music. It becomes spam. That's the danger. That's probably what happened to me with my show. Every single day, people like, do you know how many people have come up to me saying, Oh, yeah, 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 we get your notifications every day. I'm like, but you don't show up because it just becomes rote. And so what happened is my Facebook feed and my LinkedIn feed and my all my feeds just became today show, today show, today show, today show, today show. And it became too predictable. So that's why you mix it up and you change it and you, you blow it up. You know, as I said to um, the people at CS and even in the webinar, I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday, but just because it works today doesn't mean it will work tomorrow. And just because it doesn't work today doesn't mean it won't work tomorrow. So with all the predictability and the unpredictability, which has been a common theme today, with all the AI, we still have to remember to bring our humanity to the table. We still have to remember to mix it up with our God-given superpower as a human being, which is to be imperfect, flawed, inconsistent, and unpredictable. I remember it was actually Manny Cabo who was on my show. I'll never forget this insight. And he he basically said, uh, he doesn't fear the crazies. He was talking about his fans and you know, and groupies, he's a, he's a bit of a rock star for those of you that don't know him. He said, I don't fear the crazies because they're predictable. I remember he said that to me. He said, it's the unpredictable people that I fear the most because you just don't know what they're going to do next. And, and the example, I think, whether he said it or it was said another time was, I mean, the whole concept of FBI profilers, you know, uh, that movie Criminal Minds, they profile these, you know, sociopaths and psychopaths and, you know, and serial killers because they are ultimately predictable. When they read the profile, this person is probably 24 to 29 of medium build. You know, this happened to them in their childhood because they are predictable. They follow predictable patterns. But it is the unpredictable that is the most dangerous. So it is 9 a.m. We had uh, a bold mix of everything today. I hope that you had an amazing week. Next week, 
I will be uh, heading out. We're going to have to uh, figure out a uh, two solutions for the Collective Cafe because I'll be out of town for uh, a while, uh, several weeks. Um, and we're going to have to figure out two solutions. One is um, the travel solution. Obviously, for me, uh, as long as I'm not traveling, uh, I will be in the Collective Cafe. So there may be a, a few... Um, there may be a few... <coughs> excuse me... <coughs> A few days that I need a bit of help from my trusty uh, right-hand Bez or maybe Christopher or Tim or Omar if you uh, feel like uh, like helping out. Um, but the most important thing I have to figure out is a recording solution so that we can get this out uh, as a podcast. And I think there are a couple of bots that I'm going to explore in terms of being able to record. Um, so that is going to be very important to make sure that we can record our episodes, our, our, our collective cafe sessions, that we can put them out as a podcast. But this, hopefully, will be up and running and online in the next uh, 15 minutes <clears throat> as I lose my voice. Have an amazing weekend. We will see you on Monday, January 16th for Manifesting Manifestation Monday. I hope you learned something. I hope you were inspired today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you're listening on demand, please attend and come and join us in the Collective Cafe, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Who knows, you might even get a poem. And I will leave you today with just a, a new sound effect that I decided to put in my roadcaster. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. Uh, Have a golden weekend, everyone. Take care. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.